If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Leave, leave it all behind. Rewrite the story. Change the lines. What if we took the time to get to know a person? Not just the first impression, but their story. I'm Shani Payton, and I am bringing you along as I learn that I am not alone in this journey of life, and neither are you. Join me every week as I hear courageous stories of inspiring individuals determined to leave an impact on this world. I speak with many who have suffered through challenges I myself have been through, such as living in a cult, infertility, foster care, adoption, and mental health illness. I have experienced firsthand how the stories of others have impacted me in my journey of healing. My goal is for you to feel that you are not alone in your struggles. Let's heal together, and you know I'll be bringing some fun along the way. Now let's dive in to some emotional, scary, humorous, and heroic stories. Thanks for coming along as I continue to grow. Welcome to the Shanty Pants Show. This is the moment. It's time to turn the page. You guys. I am so excited today to bring you a super fun conversation with AJ Smith. I basically feel like a celebrity just because I got to talk to this guy. And two weeks ago, my husband and I went on a date night. We got to watch this guy's fiance in Carousel down in Sacramento. I love theater for those of you that don't know. And we got to go watch her. She was amazing. And maybe I need to interview her now on the podcast too. I'm thinking because she was so amazing. You guys like artistic people, just fascinate me because you all know how very unartistic I am in pretty much any way. This girl was amazing, you guys. And back to AJ. AJ's amazing too. He's a musician. He is a singer-songwriter. He plays like every instrument you can imagine. Uh, But I heard one of his songs on Kelly Clarkson and then I've been like basically like low-key stalking him but he wasn't even terrified about that and agreed to talk to me on the podcast. So, I mean, you know, I'm not that terrifying, I guess. So, anyway, you guys, I can't wait for you to hear this guy. Go check out his music. He is an up-and-coming artist that is going places. And I'm just super excited that I got to interview him before he was, like, so famous that he wouldn't even talk to me. So, you guys, enjoy and have an amazing week. First of all, thank you so much for coming on my podcast and hanging out with me for a bit. All right. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for having me. Uh, this is really awesome. 
Um, hi, everybody. I'm AJ Smith. I'm a recording artist, songwriter, producer, uh, singer, instrumentalist, all of those kinds of things. Um, may have just seen me on the Kelly Clarkson show, too. Yes. Um, for super fun. Uh, and yeah, I'm just releasing a bunch of new music every, you know, five, six weeks. And uh, looking forward to telling you more about my journey, I guess, if that's where this conversation goes. Or like, I don't know, we could chat about other stuff. Yeah, no, I'm excited. And I actually found you because of the Kelly Clarkson show. So right. I was on her show, I think it was last year. And so I follow her, of course, and saw you coming up and I love music and like fun is one of my favorite groups. Mm. And so when I heard you, I'm like, oh my gosh, because I, I pretty sure fun will never be again. So I was so excited when I heard you because I'm like, this sounds just like fun like Nate. So I love your voice. I was super excited. I had heard the song Nobody um, that you sang on the Kelly Clarkson show, which was just fabulous. So that was a lot of fun, but that's kind of how I found you. And then you were nice enough to agree to come on my podcast and um, chit chat because, and I'm glad I caught you now before you're like, I mean, you're pretty famous already but before you're like crazy you know would it ever consider doing this i'm glad i caught you first so yay me <laughs> well then i'll just come back you know i mean yeah, i don't know oh, oh my gosh i have that recorded so you can't get out of it now <laughs> verbal contract you know yes i love it <laughs> um okay why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, kind of what got you started into music and a little bit about your life. Yeah, hundred percent. So, I mean, you know, I, I grew up um, in Colorado and my godmother happened to live two doors down from us and I uh, was a piano teacher. And so, you know, as a little kid, I was just surrounded by music. We had a family piano and my mom sort of played growing up, but not a ton there, but there was music like in my blood, I guess, on that side of the family. My great, great uncle um, is or was um, Ernesto Luconia from Cuba. Um, and he was like sort of the George Gershwin of Cuba, which was super cool. But then, you know, my grandma, when she immigrated over, like all of the um, all, all the Castro stuff, like all, all of that kind of history and everything, like um, the connection to that side of the family and to music was, was sort of lost other than um, Ernestina. Ernest's sister like had sent music and would sometimes whenever she was in the States, like, or would teach piano lessons to my grandmother. But, um, that sort of like got all got lost and we, and my grandmother now has Alzheimer's and we kind of didn't really mm. rediscover all of this history until, um, you know, we found sheet music from Ernestina, like signed to, um, my grandmother. And, wow. um, so like I had no idea that there was sort of music in me from my history, um, but would just like run away from home, basically as a kid going to my godmother's house to listen to piano lessons, because I just loved music. Cool. So, you know, like one thing turns into the other, my parents, like had no idea where I was, because I was one of those wandering toddlers. Um, and they would like call the police trying to find their <laughs> kid, who was just down the street listening to piano lessons, not like, you know, going up to ice cream trucks or anything. Kind of <laughs> 
you know um and they were like well let's put you in piano lessons with your godmother and then then i went into violin because i just loved violin and I don't know. It's been a long journey since then that I could cover a lot of ground, but that's kind of how the start happened. I okay. Guess. And then now you play a ton of instruments and was it when you were in college that you really decided you want to do this as a career or when did you decide I'm going to do this as a career? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I drew my first album cover when I was like eight years old or oh. something like that. You know, I wanted that so badly, but I didn't, they're like, there's no blueprint for this kind of career. There's not even like, now there's a couple of books that you can go and get in order to read, like how to make money in the music business and like that Mm. kind of stuff. You know, there was really no, here's what you do in order to go and become like a web developer. You got to go to uh, school and get a computer science degree and then like get that job. Like there was nothing like that for this. Um, and so I got a scholarship to NYU and I was studying film scoring because to me that was like, at least I'm studying something where I'm creating music, but I was really gigging on the weekends and I wanted to become a recording artist. And it wasn't until one of my teachers said, Hey, you know, they actually just started a songwriting elective class. You should go and take that because your songwriting is really good. And I, di- I didn't even realize that it existed. So I, I went and took that class. And um, then they ended up creating an entire songwriting department. And I was the first student to graduate from it, which was really cool. Wow, that's very yeah. cool. And so what else were you studying in college? Um, computer science, actually. Okay, okay. So you're so you veered away from that and went the music direction. I mean, I got a minor in, in comp side just because, you know, yeah. How many instruments do you play now? Uh, like 10 or 10, 11. I don't know, something like that. Um, let's see the ones that I have in the, in my room right now. I've got my violin, my guitar, my bass. Um, I do play electric and acoustic, but I don't count those as two because even though you play them differently, a little bit differently, like technique wise, um, I've got my keyboard, I've got my ukulele. Um, I got my mandolin. I've got my banjo. Um, that's all I have in this room. I've got drums. Yeah, I don't know. You know, a yeah, lot. I'm just, I'm just like, I have to like look around and see what's around. Yeah. yeah. So, what's your favorite instrument to play? Oof. Lately, I've been getting way more into guitar for my live okay. shows. Um, I mean, violin though. Like, I, I just did a session the other day with this K-pop artist who um was in town to do some writing for his next project. And like he went to, cause I live in Nashville and he went out to lunch and like heard like a bluegrass group playing at lunch. And he was like, wait, could we have like fiddle, but make it sort of, you know, pop sort of. Um, and so I was like, Oh yeah, I'll go. So I had my fiance like drive my fiddle down to the um, session. And I like was recording fiddle and um, we made like a, this really great pop song with, with fiddle. Um, so yeah, it's like, uh, that was super fun. And I was kind of like, dang, I should do this more often. I should like play and sing a little bit more than I only have like one or two songs that I do that on in a live show. That's really cool. So you're, it sounds like you're helping others produce music as well as mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Okay. So you're busy. Well, it's, you know, it's such an interesting um, industry. There's, 
the songwriting side, the production side, the artist side, I'm very focused on my artist projects. Um, mm. Yet at the same time, I'm going to write more songs than I could probably ever release. Mm. And it would be kind of cool if I can just write some cool songs with friends. And if it's a good fit for them, they can put it out. And if it's a good, good fit for me, I'll put it out. Um, and uh, hopefully then there's just a big body of work that I can contribute to, you know, yeah. The, the your music's getting out there one way or another. You're able to share your songs. Yeah. Now I, on Instagram, I, when I found you and started following you, you also are, Oh, I don't know. Are you a part of the group? Um, or it's just the, the, the Instagram page. Oh, now I just forgot. Oh, Songhouse? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's like the funnest page to follow, like account. I love that account. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, so I probably similar to anybody else who's seen them. And if you haven't seen them, listeners, um, Songhouse, they, it's a group of songwriters will break up into groups of like three or four and we'll get 30 minutes to go and write a song, which if you've never written a hook or a song before, that's really, really, really short. Um, and so we, we break out into groups for 30 minutes. We come back, we all sing, perform our songs, and sometimes it's to the same track. And so it's so wild to hear what four different groups have come up with four completely different songs, all to the same guitar part or something like that. Um, and so they came up on my feed um, you know, because they've got like a million followers on uh, TikTok and I think a quarter of a million on Instagram. And they came up on my feed and I was like, wait, this is in Nashville. This sounds like something I would love to do. Um, it looks like they're all having a great time. And so I slid into the into Tyler, <laughs> the founder of it. I like slid into his DMs. I was like, hey, man, like you ever looking for new songwriters in the house? I would very much love to be a part. And, um he like interviewed me. Oh, uh, and, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and then invited me to, to join, join the group. And uh, so I've been going to a bunch of those and um, wrote some really great songs over the last couple of weeks that will hopefully get posted in the next couple of weeks. That is awesome. Like it seems, Oh, there was just a song, a girl singing. Um, oh, Kendall. Yes. That was lovely. And so like that, that song was produced right and it was came from that group basically writing these songs and then some of these get produced actually yeah um so so that song that was honest and um i wasn't there that day when when they wrote that one but uh yeah you know same deal they went out for 30 minutes they wrote this song they came back they recorded it they posted it to tiktok like a week later and it got like 5 million views on tiktok oh. And people were all like, we need the song. And so they decided to release the song. And, you know, for her, she's an independent artist, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And went from, you know, like modest traction um, to having a song cruise past a million streams within like the first couple of weeks or so of its release, which is, wow. I mean, for an independent artist, that's that's just massive. That's huge. That's awesome. But I just think it's so cool what that group does. Like every, I'm always watching them and it's just so interesting to me because I'm not artistically talented in any way. So I'm very impressed with people that are, and I just think that's such a fun way. Um, and I don't know, maybe 
maybe writers do this all the time, but I just thought that was really cool. And I had seen that you were like with them sometimes or in some of their videos. So that's very, very cool. Now, what about you're engaged, right? Yes, I am. Yes. Now, is she a singer or songwriter as well? Um, she sings, but in a different way. She's okay. a Broadway actress, musical theater performer. Uh, she was in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, oh. uh, which is super, super cool. Um, she's yeah. been in Anastasia the Musical, toured around the country in that production. Um, so if you saw that, then you probably saw her. She was also in a show called An American in Paris, which um phenomenal show um a little less well known maybe as like a household name but great great show um and it was still a really great big tour um and and yeah before that she was in Miami City Ballet and um she and I were just acted in a commercial together which was kind of oh, cool that's um, so cool and she stars in pretty much all of my music videos Yes, she does. <laughs> That's really cool. I know you were into music as a child, obviously. Besides your godmother, who inspired you musically? Ooh, um, I mean, outside of my family, my mom was. I mean, she, my my mom was the one who kind of made me practice and like all that kind of stuff. So outside of my family, I mean, you actually kind of hit the nail on the head with fun. Mm. Um. When that record came out, I just had that on repeat. I still will put it on repeat every oh, like couple it. of weeks. Um, but you know, like fun Queen. Mm. Um, I was obsessed with Queen, Billy Joel. Um, I mean, John Mayer too was sort of like Continuum. I think came out while I was um, in high school or, or, or so. Uh, so like, which was such a phenomenal album. Um, mm. Like kind of a little bit of everything, but I was always classic rock, operatic, dramatic, over the top kind of. I loved the big singing, not the sort of. I and I loved a good ballad too, but I just I loved the like powerful kind of songs. The that mm. that's what drew me in. Well, I, that's why I love your music. I think I like I like all those singers too. So I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> I loved your. Um, you posted a video of your parents hearing your song. I forget what song. I think it was Nobody. Come on the radio mm. for the first time. And it was so hilarious. I thought it was the cutest thing ever. And your dad's like, shh, shh, shh. okay, yeah, I hear it. Be quiet so I can listen. Shut up, everyone. Yeah, my mom was like trying to make like a cute video. Like, hey, what do you think? And he's like, uh, it's, it's good, but shh, I'm listening. <laughs> such a bad move i loved it i thought that was so great do you have a good relationship with your parents oh yeah i mean i, I talk to them every day oh that's awesome do they live in nashville as well they live in annapolis maryland um, oh, okay yeah that's okay. where my dad grew up my his parents are are kind of over that way um and I, mean, I ended up going to high school in the D.C. area. So, I mean, that's sort of where they were staying based. My sister also lives in the D.C. area um, okay. with her husband. So um, I'm just sort of that lone yeah. wandering sheep trying to find his way in the family, <laughs> you know, going after this music dream. Well, I think you're doing a pretty good job at it. <laughs> I, I can't imagine how hard that is in Nashville. I've never been, I mean, anywhere with in the music industry, but 
I was hoping to come to Nashville this summer and it's not working out, but is that just crazy? Like, cause everyone sings. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, you know, the, the thing down here that I've fallen in love with since moving here during, cause we moved down here during COVID just with landlord was raising rent in New York mm. city. And it was kind of like, everything was shut down. Um, which, I mean, we were, you know, we were, being super safe and everything like that with COVID at, at the beginning, because like we saw it, like many of the yeah. people that left my building were like healthcare workers and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And like, I went from seeing them every day to never seeing them. Mm. Um, and when I did, they looked terrible. Like, Ugh. um, and, uh, so, but we, we moved down here because for the rent that I was paying for a one bedroom apartment in New York, I, I'm in a three bedroom house and I still was saving money. So it's uh, kind of like, you know, kind of wild um, that way. And, and the music community down here is so supportive. You know, I think up there um, the, it's just the cost of living has gotten so high that it's driven so many musicians out of town mm-hmm. um, that, and then the ones that are there, I mean, you're just, you're busy and you don't have time to collaborate. It's more competitive. Same with LA, honestly. And I think it's also just a cultural thing. Um, it's more competitive versus collaborative. Whereas Nashville is, I mean, there's still that sense of competition with some people, right. but you know, it's, it's very much more collaborative. How, how can we be part of a community and uplift everybody? Because, you know, like all boats rise with the tide. And I just love that down here. It's, it's really awesome. That's, yeah, that's really nice. I'm sure that is necessary or, or makes you feel better about what you're doing when you're not like the competitive only. What, so do you like seeing in local bars and places like that, like what you like typically see, like what you imagine Nashville being like? Um, I don't do a ton of that. I, I mean, there's, there's definitely some people who like, that's, that's what they do all day mm. is they'll they've they'll play four nights a week at um a country bar downtown in broadway and then they'll go and hit rounds um the rest of the week um i'm with my artist career i'll go and i'll do a couple of rounds here and there um but for the most part my live shows i mean you know like i'll, I'll show up to an open mic to test out a new song or something like that for the most part i when i'm playing shows i'm i'm doing it to tour you know yeah yeah. So have you been touring yet or is that like a future thing? Yeah. Um, I just did a tour in February, okay. which is great. Kind of East Coast, did a little bit. I played um, from Atlanta, worked my way up to Boston and then shot over to Ann Arbor, Michigan and Chicago and then worked back down to Nashville. Um, which was super cool. I, I had, I had a blast. I can't wait to do it again. So I'm, I think I'm hitting the West coast for at least a couple LA shows, maybe a couple more over that way in July. And then maybe another tour in August. We're just, we're trying to put it all together right now. Perfect. Well, I will, if, if you come to California, I'm like eight hours from LA, but I'll, I'll get there if you come. That would be so cool. Like, well, we be might be in, um, in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. I'm very close to that. Yeah. That would be fabulous. How fun. So that just sounds like so much fun to me, the touring part. Is uh, that yeah. kind of where you're 
wanting your career direction to go is to doing more of that? I mean, you know, my manager jokes with me and, and I joke too that like the songs that I write, when I'm writing them, I write the parts as if they belong in a stadium. So, okay. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I sing the vocal in the studio as if I'm singing in a stadium, not in a small little vocal room. In yeah. my house. Um, yes. So, you know, I would love to get to the point where I'm doing stadium tours and everything. That, that's just the dream for me. Right. I think, I think you'll make it there for sure. I'm just excited to be like, towards the beginning, like meeting you. This is so much fun. Um, okay. What else about you? You're a dog lover, correct? Bailey. She's been needing all of this attention during the entire call. And I've been trying to keep her quiet just by petting her. (laughs) I love it. I am very much a dog lover too. So I noticed that, uh, in your feed right away, I'm like, Oh, he's got his puppers there. Oh yeah. Oh, they're I love just, it. They're best companions, you know? Oh, they're so good. What do you need, I, baby? Yeah, I've always had dogs in my life, and I don't think I could ever be without. They're just the best. Oh, look at her. She's precious. I'm assuming it's a her, yeah? Yeah, it's a her, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess lovely. Bailey could be a boy, but... Oh, that's awesome. Bailey Bell. So What's that? Gave, she's Bailey Bell. We gave her oh. a double... There you go. That's just precious. Have you had her a long time? I think five years now. Did you get her as a puppy? Uh, Yeah, and we did. She's very cute. I like her. Okay, so is there anything else you have to share with the listeners? Yeah, I got new music coming. Um, Yes! So, you know, depending, because of the way that podcasting works, whenever, if I'm talking to you from the past, the present, or the future, (laughs) um... Well, my next song is coming out June 3rd. So whether that is in the past or that is now or tomorrow, go like <laughs> go listen, go find it. Yes. Um, and I've got new music coming up after that. And actually, I think you're going to love the song that I do after that one, too, Ugh. because it's very fun, like um, in, in many ways. But the one that's just coming out, we just shot a music for, video for it last Monday and Tuesday. Um, and it's. It's so cute. We we got this um this kid that my fiance has coached who's trying to get into acting and he kind of looks like a younger me. And so then we shot it um I I got these beautiful locations that are like and it's a 1970s TV show is sort of the scene where he's watching this at home on TV and he's watching his favorite band perform and imagining himself in all of the roles. Um, as a grown-up and he's like reenacting everything like singing into a hairbrush and and all that kind of stuff along um, dreaming of making it there one day and so then that that fun part is because he's seeing himself as all as all of the different characters I actually play all of the different band members too which which is oh that's cool yeah I I love all your music videos do you like is your is it your house? Like I love all the vintage furniture that you always have. And then the How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One, like the train tracks, that was cool too. But do you you just like, are you just inspired by something you see or how do you figure out what to do? Yeah, I mean, I've just fallen very much in love with telling stories through film. Um, and so I'll come up with a concept, um, and then I'll have like my imagined vision of what it should look like. And then it's just a matter of trying to find places and Mm. for people to let me shoot in places that fit that. Um, so in this, I shot the band performance video at a public television station in Nashville for free, which was awesome. Wow. Um, They, they let me use the space all day. Um, and then the second part I rented, um, this person has this like beautiful designed as if it's from the seventies, mid-century modern home, um, that when they, they didn't really renovate it like everybody else ripping out all of the wood paneling and everything like that. They kept it that way, which is, um, such a rare thing to find sometimes. Um, yeah. and so I, I found this guy who has this house and, and we shot it there, um, I mean, even in the one with the train tracks, the train tracks are I can walk to from my house. Um, we shot there and we found this abandoned building um, in order to shoot the other scenes. The fight um, scene? Was that in the yeah, abandoned I, building? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, and it used to be a body shop. Like, oh, okay. that's empty and abandoned. Yeah. I love that. I always wonder that kind of, like... I, I don't know. I love watching them. And then I'm always like, I wonder how they do that and that. That's cool. That is really cool. And of course, your fiance, what's her name? Uh, Brianna. Brianna. That's right. Uh, she's in like all the videos. And yeah. so that's super fun. Does she enjoy doing that? Yeah, she does. Um, that's cool. I mean, you know, for me, it's also like, a, it's a way to give a gift to her too, mm. in a sense, because she's she's an actress. She loves being on set. And during COVID, there wasn't really much of that. Now things are coming back and she's back doing auditions and everything like that in order to figure out what her next project is going to be. But And she's actually going to be performing in Sacramento. Oh. Um, uh, Carousel at Music Circus, the Broadway performance there. She's um, she's one of the principal roles in that, which is, which is really exciting. Well, I'll be going to that. <laughs> Me too. I love theater. We could we can meet up. I'll um, I'll, I'm gonna fly out there in order to go and, and see her. Oh my gosh, let's do. When is that? Is that soon or is that in the next spring? Uh it's end of June, beginning of July. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I actually have Hopefully. to buy my ticket before they sell out because I I, I want to go and see her like yes. six times. <laughs> and that's yeah. so neat for you to support her like that. That's so sweet. 
Yeah, I love we've I mean, I feel like we get a lot of good shows in Sacramento. I went and took my my sons very growing up. I always took my kids or still do to like all the little junior shows and just because I love plays. And then my son, for the first time this year, he's 14. I took him to see um, Hamilton because we were obsessed with Hamilton. And it was such a fun experience. He had so much fun. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I got him into an expensive hobby. But (laughs) it's, oh, I just love it. And then my girls are younger. They're eight and nine. And they just were in a little junior performance of Lion King Jr. And it just like made me so happy. And one of them especially is like, I want to do this. My youngest, she's like, I can't wait for the next one. When can I do the next one? And I'm like, well, we're going to have to start looking. And she loved it. And it made me so happy because I was never able to do that as a kid, but I would have loved it. And so I'm so happy. I'm like, I'll just live through my kids' lives. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, like I think back to when I was in high school and I did some of the school plays, but then I was also, you know, I was, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. And, um, I wish that I had done more of the musical theater stuff because mm-hmm. I think I would have really loved it. Um, yeah. and that I think would have been a great, t- like, tangential i still would have gone this direction but that would have been a cool like parallel career to maybe have which right. would have been really fun. experience it oh yeah. my gosh in the, in well, the early you still sleeping in my car and stuff you know yeah. <laughs> that that would have been maybe would have helped me avoid that but <laughs> <laughs> so that brings up a great question did you go through a period it sounds like where you had next to nothing and were just like in survival mode yeah, um, I mean, I've my parents have always been very supportive in in the ways that they could, which was awesome. Um, and you know, it's like there was a part where I moved back home and like all of that too out after college. Um, uh, but then also there was me working. I mean, I've worked like every kind of job that you can imagine. Um, I've been a porter at a burger shop. I've then worked the cash register at uh, that which then I've also been like an assistant manager at a deli. Uh, I've also been on the computer science side because I kept that minor. Um, mm. Finally, I was like, you know what? The flexibility of these service industry jobs um, isn't as much as I kind of thought because I'm like, and I'm not getting paid as much as I would like when I'm working so few hours. So um, I ended up being like, you know what? Let's put that computer science minor <laughs> to, to work. And um okay. you know, into like consulting for for tech and IT and like all that kind of stuff which um that kind of got me out of my uh road tripping in my car sleeping in my car <laughs> phase of my music career when I was touring um which was really great and started to afford me the ability to invest more back into my music um which mm-hmm. has now got me to you know where I am so it was I I'm very grateful that I had these other kind of skills and opportunities but yeah i mean mm-hmm. we could do a whole podcast just on like the jobs that i've done and like it's it's weird wild stuff yeah it's always so interesting to see like the journey unfold when you look back it's i just i love that it's never 
you know, people think, or maybe they don't think, but like, that just like, oh, you're rich and famous and it's so easy. So it's fun to see the backstory. Now, what, when you were using your computer engineering degree, like you just said, what were you doing? You said you're doing some consulting. Yeah, I was building websites for people. Okay, okay. Start, um, oh gosh, this is like, kind of depressing in a way though too because i really needed the money and i had a job at an early at a bitcoin exchange back in like when bitcoin was like 60 bucks a coin or something like that and they were like we can pay you in bitcoin and i was like i need the rent money um and so i took the cash the rent money um and i never had a bitcoin wallet and if if i just kept one week's pay um, in Bitcoin and like lost my wallet and then found it again in today's Bitcoin dollars, then, uh, life would be pretty different. (laughs) You'd be living in even bigger than your three bedroom place now. Uh, I'd have like four of these, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that is a little bit depressing, but you know, (laughs) you just. I'm laughing crying though. Yeah. Just write a song about it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, hindsight 2020. I mean, the thing is, like, I probably would have sold that when it was less right. at some point because I, I would have needed the money and I would have wanted to to invest it into music at the end of the day yeah. uh, because this is the career that I, I want. Um, I don't want to be a tech guy forever. Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of their questions, too. First of all, do you have a book that you love that you would recommend to listeners? Ooh, yeah. so many. So like mm. category almost. Uh, okay. I love fantasy novels. Okay. Because that's what I listen to when I'm on these long drives because they're like 20 hours long and you can get into when, and when you're driving from city to city to city, that can be great. And I just finished rereading the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson, which is mm. great. Um, okay. uh, so that's fantasy. And now I'm at fantasy era. In terms of like self-improvement and like that kind of stuff, I just finished reading The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, mm. uh, which is an awesome book. It it kind of goes over how like basically in, in our everyday lives and he uses ancient Toltec wisdom and principles from that to basically break down how we make millions and millions of little agreements with other people and with ourselves. Um, and that we can kind of be caught in this like nightmare of life when it really should be sort of like just this beautiful dream. If we can live within our nature and be true to ourselves. And, um, the four agreements, uh, are like, I'm not going to spoil them or, or anything like that, but it's, It's sort of like these are four guiding principles that if you make these agreements with yourself, then you can end up um, just having better self-mastery and Mm. navigate life in a much calmer, easier way. And yeah, I I mean, I read it maybe like a month ago and I've actually felt like this last month I've like had my, can I curse? My stuff together. Yeah together more uh just since reading that book so yeah that's interesting well and i love any like self-improvement books because i feel like 
I, I could use all the help I can get and <laughs> never want to stop growing. So I've yeah. been loving getting all these book recommendations. It's been fabulous. That's why I keep asking that question. Very smart question to ask. What, what about you? What's what you would recommend? Oh, shoot. Oh, I have to be prepared for this. Mm, let's see. Right now, I'm so I just finished reading. This was actually wonderful. Um, and I just interviewed her, actually. Actually, her podcast was last week. Um, Scarred by mm. Sarah Edmondson. She came out of a cult, Nexium. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. And so it's her story about escaping and getting out. And it was fabulous. It was just a great story because I already knew about her. And so then reading her book just kind of like put it all into perspective. And then I got to interview her and it was great. I, I love, I love stories about people's lives. That's why I'm doing the podcast. I love hearing all the different lives out there. It just fascinates me. So that one I just read and actually Another one that I really love is, um, oh, what is it called? It's by Tiffany Jenkins, and she's like a mom creator, like what I'm doing, but she's like way up there. Um, oh, what is hers called? Anyway, she, by Tiffany Jenkins, she is was an addict, and just a crazy story, like really crazy story. And now is in recovery and as a mom and wife and just this like fabulous, amazing person, funny person. And so I feel like I relate to her a lot. Like she suffered with anxiety and depression. Yeah. And I I just love stories of that. Like so much pain and misery and then the overcomers. I just I love a good underdog story too. So those are kind of recently the two that I've read, which I've kind of been on a roll with those type of books lately. And a that's lot of all. it's because who I'm interviewing, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, yeah. we even just had something down here and I, ha- I want to, I think there's a documentary about it now, but there was like this cult down here um and like the leaders of it were in a plane crash and the percy and died in the percy priest reservoir over here um and i supposedly there's like some documentary about it and i I just haven't had the chance to go and watch it there is and i'm trying to think i can't think right off the bat what it's from uh what cult it is it's it's crazy so i grew up in like a high control religious group Mm. cult and so it's very fascinating to me, all the stories about cults. And so, yeah, so a lot of my interviews are with cult survivors and escapees, and it's very interesting. Yeah. It's wild that it's still so prevalent in our modern day world. Yeah. But oh, wild. Where did you meet your fiance? Uh, we are a Bumble couple. Um, so we met on Bumble, the dating app. And yeah. That's um, awesome. But it's actually pretty wild and surreal uh, how it happened uh, because I was in New York at the time. I just sublet my apartment. I was uh, touring and um, I was in town for like four hours for a rehearsal. And then I was going to take the band down to go and play a festival in Maryland. Um, And the bassist was late to rehearsal. So I 
was just sitting there and I like opened Bumble on my phone while I was waiting. Um, and I matched with Brianna while I was sitting there waiting. Um, and now here we are six and a half years later, which is pretty wild. Um, so yeah. And like that could have not happened if I had, you know, and and he had her radius set so small too. (laughs) So like if I hadn't been rehearsing in a place that was closer, like it, it just wouldn't have happened. And so we ended up actually being, um, long distance for the first like nine months of our relationship. Um, okay. Where I then got a an apartment back up in New York and uh, moved back up there. And then you wrote that song too. Yeah. About inviting her to move in with you. That was like precious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. I was trying to go for um, you know, like, what's oh my gosh, what's the Beach Boy? Is it Beach Boys? Wouldn't it be nice? Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like there hadn't really been a like move in with me other than, um, is it DNC or was it Jonas Brothers that did Toothbrush? Like you can oh, leave your yeah. toothbrush in like other than that, those two songs I couldn't think of like a a song in really recent memory that was like asking this really big question of Hey, would you want to move in with me? I it's all it was- like. Do you want to marry me? Like all, all the wedding songs. But yes. Like, yes. That are worth celebrating, you know? Right. Oh, I thought that was fabulous. It was so cute. Yeah. So cute. And I love, where were you filming that? Like in a bus or your van? Um, no, that was actually in our car. Okay. Um, fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I thought so, that was actually pretty hilarious. Like the songs about moving in together and you're like, it was, it appeared like you're living in a car. <laughs> yeah. What is the best compliment you've ever received? Ooh. Mm-hmm. I think the one that you said at the beginning of the show where you said that I reminded you of fun. I'm going to go oh. with that. Oh, wow. This is now my favorite episode. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, you really do. Honestly, like... When I heard you on that Kelly Clarkson clip, it was on her page. I'm like, fun. Is this like, I thought, is this Nate's son or somehow related? Because even you kind of could look like each other. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't. I don't think there is a relation. Is there? No. Okay. Not that that I know of. (laughs) Maybe you need to dig in that history a little more. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. But truly, I was like, that's that's my jam. Like. I've always said that fun doesn't have more stuff coming yeah. out because they don't, but I do love them or what they used to be, I guess. Yeah. Um, your band, do you have like a band that tours with you that does your music with you? The same band all the time. Um, I would love if I did. I have, you know, like my Rolodex of really lovely, amazing, talented, close friends of mine that I, I hit them up, um, in no particular order. Um, Mm -hmm. I sometimes try to rotate who I hit up first in order to make sure that I'm bringing opportunities to everybody, um, as equally as I can. But then sometimes it's based on the region. You know, if I'm going to be playing shows just in the New York area and like the, um, you know, East coast up there, Northeast, then, um, I'd probably hit up people that I have up there to play with me. Mm -hmm. 
um, if I'm basing out of Nashville, I'm going to hit up my Nashville um, people who have toured with me down here. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it depends. Right now, though, I've got my the drummer that I took with me on tour was Drew, um, and he and I wrote um, my next song after Famous. So okay. my, my song Famous comes out June third. Um, then the song that I'm releasing after that, um, you heard it here first. I have not publicly announced anything about this song. Uh, it's called "We're All Gonna Die," but it's very fun. Um, I like it. <laughs> it's, it doesn't it's sort of depressing like, at all. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, because it's sort of like saying, like, "Hey, you know what? We're all gonna die eventually." Um, I love so, like, that. let's make the most of the the time that we got. You know? Yes. Uh, I I love the idea of like taking a title and kind of making it be like, "Wait, what?" But then, yes, you know, gotta uh, grab and, their attention. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and he and I wrote that. Or like we started to write it in the car while we were on tour. Oh uh, wow! So yeah, so I'm I'm definitely Drew's Drew's coming with me. Um, That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Have you done a music video for that one, or will you? Yeah, uh, and I <laughs> I just got vetoed by Brianna, my fiance, um, on my first idea for it, which was that I wanted to go skydiving. <gasps> And just film myself singing along to the song while skydiving. Yes. I've never been, uh, and she told me I'm not allowed to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I went skydiving when I turned 30. It was like a midlife crisis. Like I have to do something crazy. And after I did it, the place where I, you know, wherever I went from, there, there's like five deaths and all this stuff. And my husband's like, oh my gosh. And, but I survived and it was so amazing. Don't tell her I said that, but it was amazing. amazing. And I would do it again. Like I've heard that it's sort of like eye-opening, life-changing almost, you know? It was insane. Like, and I get motion sickness. So the little, I was more worried about going up on the little airplane than jumping. I was like ready to jump because I don't like the motion of the airplane. So once I jumped, it was crazy. Like it was pretty, it was pretty life-changing. I mean, I'm glad I did it. I don't know that I ever will now that I have kids. I don't know. I feel a little bit more responsible now, but it was a lot of fun. It was cool. So I don't know if I can do that one, but maybe I can go like, maybe, I don't know. I'll have to look up the death rates on other adventurous stuff. Yes. Yeah. Find something else real crazy. And hmm, yeah, I'm sure you can find something else pretty exciting. I love how you do the music videos. They're just very entertaining. So where can everyone find you follow along in this madness? Yeah, just I'm, I'm consistent. AJ Smith music everywhere. Um, that's ajsmithmusic.com. That's ajsmithmusic on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. Um, you can just Google AJ Smith. And it used to be that the ex-general manager of the San Diego Chargers was the guy who would come up. But now I'm in the number one Yay. spot. <laughs> you win. Yeah. Which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm like maybe a little more proud of that than I should be. <laughs> I think it's yeah. a big deal. Finally, I'm not like the third page of Google. (laughs) It's a big deal for sure. 
Oh, that's awesome. And how nice and convenient that you're keeping it so easy for everyone because (laughs) that doesn't happen very often where all those handles are available that you actually want. Have you had those for a long time? Yeah. I mean, I I was able to hop on those pretty quick. Um, That's good. And luckily there was no other AJ Smith going into music at the time. So um, yeah, so I was able to lock those up. And even when I wasn't releasing music, I, I still just had them. And held on. That's good. That's great. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I can't wait to see you live when you come to either LA or San Francisco. I will be there. And um, I'll also be sure to see Brianna too. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm just so excited to have met you this way, at least, and connected with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm okay, so glad guys. we were able to do this. If and uh, heard, yeah, looking forward to the next one. Music, you need to go check it out. I hope that this inspired you to go check it out and listen to all of his songs. And then let me know what your favorite one is. Because my favorite songs of his are Nobody and Famous, if you hadn't already figured that out. So... Go listen to his music. Tell me what you think. Send me your favorite song of his because I really do want to know. And I am going to hold him to it that I get another interview with him one day. So you guys heard it here. There will be another interview with AJ Smith someday. And let me know too what you think about having an interview with Bree. I kind of think I want to interview Bree now too because Oh my gosh, that musical. It was just so amazing. Like, I get so inspired. Like, ooh, I was telling my husband, like, I wonder if, yes, I'm not a good singer and I don't know how to dance at all, but I kind of feel like I could still be in a musical. We had this conversation on the way home from the musical and I'm not sure he agreed with where I was coming from, but Oh, when I'm watching it, I'm just like, I feel like I need to be doing this. I have absolutely no talent in any of this area. But you know what I might do? I might volunteer to be an usher. I figured that out while I was there because I talked to everyone and they need volunteers. So I might volunteer to be an usher at the musicals. So I can just like maybe dance around in the hallway during the show and pretend like I'm in it. That might be as close as I ever get. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I definitely need an interview, Brie. So anyway, everyone have a fabulous week. Thank you so much for supporting me. Please, please, please leave me a review. I need more reviews on the Shanty Pants show. See, I can totally sing. Thanks guys. Love ya. Bye. Thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Shanty Pants Show. I really appreciate your support, so please leave me a review and some stars and share my show with all of your friends, because I'm sure they will want to hear it as well. And if you just can't wait for next week and you need to know what I'm up to in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Official Shanty Pants and on YouTube and Facebook at Shanty Pants. See you next week. This is the moment. It's time to turn the page.